They jumped him about thirty seconds after he left the hotel. It had always been his custom to take an unhurried, relaxing stroll after supper, no matter where he might be. It was a habit that had developed over the sixty-seven years of his life, and tonight was no different. Until that was, they were upon him. It wasn't even seven o'clock in the evening, but already the streets were deserted. Winter was starting to squeeze the Wyoming foothill country with a bitter hand, bringing early darkness and strong, biting winds, and in the low clouds above, the threat of snow. Most folks with any sense were snugged up indoors, but not the old man, and not his attackers. He came out onto the porch, wrapped in a heavy greatcoat and scarf, his muley hat tugged low over white and gray hair, and the town reflected in his small, round spectacles. He paused for a moment, shivering at the prospect of another high country winter, then turned left, hands stuffed deep in his pockets, shoulders hunched against the cold blow, head down, just thinking, and almost before he knew it, they were there. There were two of them, where they sprang from, he had no idea. But in the very same instant that he realized he was no longer alone, they had him. They crowded him, hands grasping his arms, fingers digging through his clothes and shoved him sideways so that he stumbled into a darkened, garbage-stinking alley beside the hotel. His hat flew off and bounced against the hard pan. As his assailants followed him into the darkness, one of them flattened it underfoot. Angrier than alarmed, but alarmed as well, the old man blinked at the two men. They were little more than dark, silent shadows, buttoned to the throat in sheepskin jackets, wide-brimmed hats pulled low at the front, the barest glimmer of the swaying streetlights showing on the cold iron of their sidearms. At last he found his voice and stammered, now, see here, one of them struck out then, backhanding his face sideways, and his glasses flew off, sparkled for a moment in midair, then fell among the garbage. Outrage boiled to the surface. What the, you men? But before he could say more, his attackers crowded him again and threw him up against the brick wall, and he struck it with a groan and a grimace. Who, who are you? he asked. More alarmed than anything else now, his vision just a blur. They made no reply, and he found their silence even more unnerving. Gamely, he pushed away from the wall and tried to make a break for it. But one of them grabbed him by the front of his greatcoat and swung him around. And as the coat came open, the buttons flew off and went spinning into the darkness. The same faceless man hit him in the stomach, and he doubled over, wanting to vomit. He heard them moving in, their heavy breathing as they dragged him back up and hit him again. Then, as he fell and they started to kick him, he heard the rasp and rustle of their clothing, the little, under-the-breath profanities they muttered as they went to work on him. The pain grew so intense that he no longer bothered with such minutiae after that, he opened his mouth, and this time all trace of his earlier indignation was gone.
Please, he hushed. Please take my wallet. Here, take it all. But they paid him no mind. Perhaps they didn't hear him. Perhaps they enjoyed hurting him so much that robbery was only a secondary consideration. Whichever, the pain continued. A kick here, a stomp there. Dragging him up, slapping him around, more punches to the face and body. Even in his confusion, he knew he was lucky. His thick clothes offered some protection against it all, absorbing much of the force. But still, he hurt. He hurt worse than he thought it was possible for a man to hurt. Again, he tried to reason with him. Please, you don't have to do this. But again, they ignored him. Then a lifetime later, one of them bent down and slapped him a few times. Not to hurt him, but to drag him back from unconsciousness and get his attention.